The culture and medical fields today separate spiritual health from the psychological and physical health of a person. But a close look into the scriptures reveal that there is a very clear connection between our spiritual health and our psychological health and even our physical health. Could it be that there is greater health for the whole of a person in their spiritual health? Let's see what the Bible says about that. Hey, welcome to our podcast. I'm so glad that you clicked on this video. If you would, go ahead and like this video. You can subscribe to our channel. We have podcasts coming out every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. And you can comment on here if you have any thoughts or any uh, um, ideas that that come to mind from this podcast. We'd love to hear what you have to say. So uh, welcome to our podcast. Yeah, so it's been a prominent theme in the culture for decades, uh, increasingly, that faith does not belong in the whole of life, mm-hmm. and they I think the culture as a as a general rule would say that there is a place for faith, but it belongs on Sunday, and it belongs inside churches, and it belongs only in a religious component of life. Yeah. Uh, it can serve as a as a band aid, as a a help in some issues, but it should not ever be considered. The culture would say should not ever be considered a root or a baseline to start with or that that the that faith and spiritual health can actually resolve some yep. mental emotional psychological or even physical health issues yeah absolutely i mean it what's said today from people in the world is that religion is just a man made idea for mm. people who are soft and they need a <laughs> person to love them more and yeah. they've created all these ideas about a God and a Jesus and all mm. this stuff. People have said, uh, you're just trying to compensate for mm. for some real tough areas <clears throat> of life. Yeah. And if you're so weak as you need it, then that's fine. Yeah. yeah. But I'm hardcore. I don't need this. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm real. They yeah, say. Exactly. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you find that. You find that um, in, in the realm of education today. Mm-hmm. Uh, faith has long been tossed out mm-hmm. of the general education, public education, we might say. Um, government-based mm-hmm. education, yeah. um, that faith does not have a, a place in uh, the core of understanding life, understand, understanding the subjects that we teach, and uh, faith is a separate subject. Yeah. Um, I think the culture would say that faith does not have a place in government or politics. It should not play a factor in deciding laws, deciding freedoms, deciding <clears throat> the morals of our land today. Um, I think culture would say today that faith plays no part in mental health issues, that those are issues separate. Again, like you pointed out, if <clears throat> if you want, if you need that to help you along the way, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But as far as spiritual health, having connection to mental health or spiritual health actually providing healing mm-hmm. to mental health mm-hmm. or that mental health or a lack of mental health is the result of a lack of spiritual health, that that's the hardest yes. pill to swallow yes, exactly. <laughs> for the health industry today. Yep. But it is really what the Bible teaches that yep. if you want to have real mental health and emotional health and uh, even good behavioral health, it mm-hmm. begins with spiritual health. Yeah, absolutely. Um, even today in the culture, when it comes to matters of, of sexual health and identity, mm-hmm. this is where the culture really doesn't want faith to have a have a voice, to have Definitely. for the Bible to play a part, for the church to speak out. They think those matters are separate and and, uh, and different. They don't. They don't, shouldn't impact relationships. Shouldn't involve um, how people relate in their homes, how they choose to. 
um, relate to one another, or even in your personal identity. In fact, the culture today sees the church and faith and the idea of spiritual health is not just a thing to keep on the side, but they actually see it as an enemy of yeah. real, what they would say is mental health, emotional health, and, mm-hmm. and behavioral health, identity health, that, that the church has a message that is causing the problem rather than mm-hmm. any anything that's anywhere near providing relief for the problems of our day. Yeah. So as a result of that, uh, you look at the statistics of our culture today and you yeah. find where we are is we're in a mental health care crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not enough workers. Uh, there are issues that are so demanding that there's not there are not good answers today. Um, there's more medication for psychological issues. We'll get into that here more in, in a little bit. Uh, we're seeing increase in suicides, increase in mental health issues, increases in substance abuse, increase in broken relationships <clears throat> in our cities and states. We're seeing increase in crime, in violent crime, <clears throat> increase in de- depression, anxiety, increases today in government control, especially uh, to limit the voice of the church mm-hmm. or morality or uh, Christianity. And we do see that even, you know, close to us, even in a neighboring country of Canada, mm. you know, where it's ultra controlled yes. uh, by the government, even down into the church realm, more than it is here in the United States. But that's still very, very close. Right, exactly. And then you you find some states uh, more um, yeah. government liberal, controlled, controlled government-controlled liberal states where you find mm-hmm. that happening. Mm-hmm. You find the, the church having less of a voice. Um, and there being more of um, control over that. Um, We're seeing uh, increase in the breakdown of family structures, and then we're seeing a decrease in educational growth today. And all of these are because we have a culture who is separating the spiritual from the realities of life. They don't want God to have any part of it, Mm -hmm. and so they have removed him. Exactly, and. We're seeing the results of that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. All of these things, or I should say the the core cause to most of these things is a dismissal of the reality of God yes. in the life and how it how he interacts with us. Right. You know, some people, oh, yes, there's a higher being, but mm. we believe that there is a sovereign God who is intensely, yes. personally related yes. to what is going on. You yes. Know? So for the people who have dismissed that but do see the problems they see, wow, we have mental health care crisis and increase mm-hmm. in suicide, mental mm-hmm. illness, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. If there is no thing that can change the inside of people, we must seek physical external sources to come and help us with our right. internal pains. And so right. we do see, yeah. like, you know, a lot of people <clears throat> turning to even just the addiction of uh, escaping from reality on their phones, you know, yep. and trying to right. numb what's going on out there or um, people trying to numb what's going on by alcohol or vaping or drugs or, you know, whatever it may be to try and cure a mental disorder. Yep. Hey, if you just smoke this, you'll relax. Hey, if you just take these pills, you'll calm down. Hey, if you can just drink these things, you'll be feeling just fine, you know? And so it's this physical external source that they're looking to. And there is some relief for a, time and those yeah. things however the 
chasm gets wider yes. and the drink gets not as strong yeah. to where you're becoming more and more dependent and it's never lasting. And no. so again, it goes to show, okay, there's pain. There's a chasm there. Recognize that, mm-hmm. but they're looking for everything to fill it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like they're working from the opposite end. Okay. We mm-hmm. recognize there are psychological issues today. We recognize there's some identity uh, spiritual issues, mm-hmm. but approaching it from the physical. Let's let's medicate. Let's 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 drug. Yeah. Let's smoke. Let's drink. Let's use whatever we must to try to numb, to try to soften, to try to decrease the emotional, uh, mental issues. So yeah. there's a, there's a realization, but there's yeah. a denial of the fact that the root is spiritual. Mm-hmm. They would say that root that, that spiritual is a side byproduct, yeah. maybe. But and it's not like, the root. Exactly. Because I most people have this idea of spiritual really just means religious. Yes. You know, it means doing going and doing these things, right. not a, a state of being, yes. know, not a state of living, yeah. but a task to go and do or be accomplished, you know, or something. Yeah, not not the center of my being, the core of who I am, yeah. understanding uh how I relate to God, mm-hmm. how I find peace with God. This is what we talk about when we talk about spiritual. We're talking mm-hmm. about the core of who we are, our yeah. identity and our worth and our sense of who we really are. Mm-hmm. Uh, when everybody else is gone, everything else is unplugged, who yeah. you are in that moment. Yeah. So uh, what we're seeing today really in the culture then is, is what the Bible said would happen. This is the result of a people who have rejected God, and, yeah. and, and God, God is gracious, God is just, but God allows man to have a will to choose. Mm-hmm. And if man chooses to deny God, uh, as it says in Romans and, and even throughout the whole of Scripture, he will allow them to have what they want. He yep. will give them over yep. to that. And so what we're seeing in our world today is our, our nations and people groups who are given over to their own desires and lust, who have said, I don't want the I don't want God in this. I don't want faith in this. I don't want the Bible to play a part in this. And as a result, they they have removed the spiritual from the psychological and the physical, and they're creating conflict, creating absolutely. pain that they have found no resolve for. Yep, absolutely. So then, <clears throat> going back to scripture, as we yeah. see, let's yeah. see what the Bible says about yes, that. Yes, exactly. In the very beginning, Genesis 1, 27, it says, God created man in his own image. Mm-hmm. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them, yeah. right? So we see from the get-go, there's order. Yeah. There is, there's clarity and there's precision in his work, and he yeah. created us intentionally, right? Yes, he does. He creates with design. Yeah. And, and the way Genesis describes it there, it tells us, says he created man in his own image. Yeah. Mm, so if we want to get a grasp of who we are, then we have to look to see who God yes, is and, and at least what what we were intended to be here exactly. in Genesis at this part. Yeah. Because this again, is, there's order. It's yes. not and then we just became whoever we became after millions and millions of years exactly. of eventually here yeah. we are. Yeah, there's an actual beginning, there's a creation, there's mm-hmm. a design. And so if God creates us in his own image, then we begin with some things we know about God. God is whole. He is not compartmentalized. Mm-hmm. He is not um, separate in his existence. He is not different 
from one generation to the next. He is the same yesterday, yeah. today, and, and exactly. forever. And so he he is whole, and so mm-hmm. he creates us to be whole mm-hmm. as well. So there's no <clears throat> compartmentalized division within us. There's no mm-hmm. separation between the spiritual, the psychological, and the physical, as there yeah. would, was not with him. Uh, he is, by design, he is... Um, he exists with a direct connection between his essence and his action. There's not a separation between who he is and what he does. In fact, wow. out of yeah. who he is, he does. Yeah. There, there's no, there's no distinction there. You see who he is by what he does. Exactly. So he is wow. whole again. That's, That's important yeah. to know. And he is consistent. He, he is the same. Mm-hmm. He is good. He is just. And he is holy, yeah. and he overflows with life, with mm-hmm. creation, with sacrifice, with yeah. joy. This is this is God, yeah, because that's who he is. That's who his character, his essence yes. is. And from who he is, he creates man in his own image. So, this is yeah. how we were intended to live, with wholeness, with. Uh, a connection between our essence and our action with a consistency about who we are uh, yesterday, today, and, and tomorrow, and with us overflowing with life, not, not in desperate search for meaning, not in desperate search for somehow finding our worth, but this is who we were meant to be, created in this image. Yep. Now, as we know from the story of, of Genesis um, the serpent comes along, and he offers a deception and a lie to Adam and to Eve. And they they buy the lie. And the lie and the deception was for them to discount the goodness of God and assess life based on their own understanding. Mm-hmm. Has God really said, mm-hmm. you should be able to understand by your own Mental, emotional, psychological, rational, um, sensing abilities. In other words, let's separate the spiritual from the realities of psychology mm-hmm. and your physical impulses. Mm-hmm. And so they do. And they choose the fruit. And as a result, they make a decision based on a distrusting God, make a decision based on their own logic and rationale. They make a decision based on their own emotion and they make a decision based on their own appetites and urges. Yeah. And they eat of the fruit, and it causes death. Yeah. That's what the Bible says, that they, in that moment, <clears throat> they are filled with shame and guilt. There is fear, there is anxiety, and all of this is brand new into the existence. This was not what mm-hmm. they were meant to be. They were meant to be whole. But now they have separated the physical from the psychological and from the from the physical, yeah. and and as a result, they are now broken. They are now disjointed. They are now filled with everything that we were not meant to be filled with: um, selfishness, hatred, jealousy, mm-hmm. and murder. Mm-hmm. As the pages unfold, and this is a sad existence all of a sudden yeah. because they've chosen to dismiss God. Yeah chaos ensuing because yeah the one who is peace 
is set aside. Yeah. And so, and again, we do see that in, in people's lives and their minds and yep. in their emotions and in their physical bodies, even yep. that there's chaos yep. it's where true. they have dismissed the one who mm-hmm. is peace, mm-hmm. not just can bring peace or, mm-hmm. you know, is a peaceful, but is peace. Yeah. It's his and, character. And then the sad thing is people in that situation, they look to people who have, Titles that yeah. should bring them peace, whether they're therapists, psychologists, psychiatrists, doctors, mm-hmm. whoever, and not all of them are faith-based people, and so they further continue mm-hmm. the discussion, the story of the absence of God, mm-hmm. and it only further widens and creates more chaos yeah. and little resolve for them. So God sees Adam and Eve in this situation, and God is gracious and God is good. He always has been. And so he provides a way for them to find relief and healing and redemption when they did not deserve it. And the Bible says that God provided a sacrifice for them because what they were is in this moment, they recognized they were naked and they were ashamed. Mm -hmm. So ashamed. This is not just a spiritual term. This is a a very spiritual and psychological Mm -hmm. and physical Mm -hmm. expression. And emotional. And emotional. All of that because what you find in the the story is they are hiding. Mm -hmm. They have pulled away. They are hiding from God. They are naked. They are ashamed. And they're feeling all of the remorse and they're Mm -hmm. feeling all of the anxiety of the moment. So, again, you have all of this coming to play because they have removed the spiritual. They are facing this psychological, mental, emotional, physical chaos in their life, and God sees them here. And he comes for them, not to judge them, but to rescue them. And He, an animal is sacrificed, and what he does with this animal is he covers them. He covers their guilt and their yeah. shame. So here is God, the one who has been rejected, approaching to provide relief and redemption. And what he does is he covers their shame. Again, here is God mm-hmm. addressing their mental, yeah. emotional, uh, psychological, physical issues mm-hmm. by dealing with their spiritual issue first. And by dealing with their spiritual issue, he can then help them heal in all of the other ways. So this is the pattern we find throughout so Scripture. Good. Yeah. So we fast forward and we find, as we get into Leviticus and Exodus, we find God establishing a larger system that he puts in place, a sacrificial system. So all the people, the people of God can Mm -hmm. know there is healing for their guilt because man continued to sin. Everyone born after Adam and Eve would sin, Mm -hmm. and they would be born with this psychological disconnect from God, this spiritual disconnect from God, and it would impact them at every level. Man would now die eventually. Mm -hmm. Man would now struggle. Man would now face temptations that he was not created to have to deal with. Um, He would face struggle. But this is why God establishes a sacrificial system. He establishes a plan, a, a tabernacle, a priest, and a way for animals to be sacrificed so that sin and guilt could be atoned for. Mm-hmm. So Leviticus 17.11 says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls. Mm-hmm. So f- for their angst, 
their guilt, yeah. their fears, their chaos mm-hmm. inside. God provides a way for that to be removed. Yeah. Because you're saying the soul <laughs> is not just mm. your spirit yeah. condition yeah. of you're going to heaven or hell kind of thing, but right. your soul yeah this is this is this is my mind this is my will these are my emotions this is this is who i am and this in the old testament you get this there was an understanding this was all one this was not compartmentalized so when it said soul it's dealing with my identity but also how i think and how i feel and how i relate and so the sacrifice is put in place so that for their soul their who they are as a person that it could be atoned for so it could be relieved so that they could offer a sacrifice and take a breath yeah. <laughs> and say, yes, there's, there's peace. A way. Yeah, exactly. There's peace with God. And I can, I can go home and I can put my head on my pillow at night and know there's peace. Mm-hmm. God made a way for that. This is yes. the good and gracious God. And so again, this direct connection between the spiritual yeah. And the psychological and the physical. Yeah, um, we're going to continue today to keep building that bridge because they, it is there. It is clearly there throughout Scripture, though the world might reject it. It's clearly there in Scripture. Yep. So fast forward in Scripture some more. This entire sacrificial system of of lambs or turtle doves or grain that could be brought to atone for sin. We're all just pictures, we find out. They are pointing to something greater, someone greater who's coming, and it's going to be Jesus who will fulfill all of these sacrificial laws. And Isaiah would write, and God would speak through him in chapter 53, verse 4 and 5, and say, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Again, very emotional, psychological, spiritual Mm -hmm. terms. It's not just a religious component of my yeah. being, but the whole of who I am. Yeah, the hardships <clears throat> and the, the pains and the... Yeah, the guilt and the yeah. fear and the anxiety and the worry and the doubts and the bitterness mm-hmm. and the uncertainty, all of that. Yeah, grief and sorrow. He, yeah. he comes to carry that, to embody that. He says, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement, the punishment, the Mm -hmm. cost for our peace was upon him so so that you and I could be at peace with God, so that you and I could have a settling, not just in some religious component, but in my mind, in my emotions, in my behavior, in my relationships. There can be peace. He took my punishment. And yeah. by his stripes, we are healed. By faith in those stripes being taken yeah. for us, there can be the resolve. There can be the removal of the angst and the release yeah. of all the fear Absolutely. that comes in. Yeah, so, and, and that is the new covenant. That is, yeah. we have a new way in which we relate to God through mm-hmm. that healing, right? Through that whole process. And so again, in the, in the New Testament, yeah. uh, the definition of a person who's walking in redemption they have evidence of that in their life. So the core of who they are yes. because of Jesus <clears throat> yep. is not just like 
oh, you look a little bit better, but it's mm. new, right? It's made entirely new. Yeah, the Bible says that this is this gift that he gives, it's grace. It's it's undeserved yeah. favor that he he expresses from heaven, just as he did for Adam and Eve. Yeah. You know, he gave it to them when they weren't even asking for it. He gave it to them when they sure didn't deserve yeah. it. He gives them this this grace. And then the the New Testament says that you receive this by faith. Yeah. Not by works, mm-hmm. not by religious performance, but yeah. by faith, and that that it does something to you. Yeah, it, it physically changes who you are, not just <clears throat> who you're doing, but your being. It yes. changes who you are, how yeah. you live, right? Because you have now a new spiritual mm-hmm. health and strength. You have new, greater psychological <clears throat> and physical. Yep. Health and strength, right? Yeah, like that's true. The fruit of the spirit it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. Right? That's not just you do these things now, but it's that your being now overflows like yeah. we've been made in the image of God. <clears throat> mm. It overflows in our being. And yeah. Now we we are these things. Yeah, it shows up. It doesn't say the fruit of the spirit is attending church and giving yeah. money <laughs> and singing singing songs. No. Yeah. No, it says there is a tangible impact upon the whole of your life mm-hmm. when you walk in this walk of faith. Mm-hmm. When you believe that you have been forgiven, there is a there's a fruit, there's a result and mm-hmm. it the, the fruit is there's love. There's a tangible yeah. sense of I love God. I yeah. love other people. Yeah. That's not just some religious component. That's very mm-hmm. spiritual, but it's very psychological. That's what I was going to say, too. It's not <clears throat> just a, like, I physically now will do things that are loving towards God. No, right, no. but it's I <clears throat> mentally and yes. emotionally, I have a love for God in yes. my thoughts and in my feelings and in my actions. Yes. I have joy in my mind and yes. in my emotions and in my actions as yeah. well. I have peace. Yeah. There's a settling that comes over me and it's not I don't separate it from my mind. No, it, yeah. it in fact it drives my thoughts. Yeah. I now have thoughts of peace, yeah. peaceful, more peaceful thoughts yeah. because I'm now at peace with God. Yes. In your being. Yes. Not just in your doing. Yes. Not just oh I yeah. I will do peaceful things now. I will go yeah. and, and bring calmness to people. Yeah. But I am at my core at peace. Yeah. And one of the things you find within this list of the fruit of the spirit is is one of them is long suffering. Yeah. Okay, well now this this just got real all of a sudden. Those yeah. others are very real as well. Exactly. Love, joy, and peace. But long suffering or patience. Mm-hmm. That becomes very not just spiritual, but very psychological, very yeah. rational. I'm making a rational choice. To not lose my temper in a situation, yeah. Yeah. I'm using my my spiritual health mm-hmm. to actually drive my emotional health, yeah. and not go whack crazy on yep. this situation exactly. right here. Exactly. I, I have long suffering. I have patience. I have intentional kindness. I have goodness. I have faithfulness. I have gentleness. I have self control. Now my behavior is being yeah. shifted and changed. Again, yep. the Bible just keeps driving this point that real psychological health for your mental your mental health, your emotional health, and your behavioral health mm-hmm. is driven from your spiritual health. Yeah. And it's foolish to try to separate them. Exactly. It only causes greater chaos to separate them. And there's real life. If you want to have mental health, emotional health, and behavioral health, 
then it starts with resolving some spiritual health issues in your life. So uh, I know you just got back from youth camp, Mm -hmm. and I've heard some parents talk to you and say, hey, something's different in my kids when they came home. Yep, many many people. And again, you know, as people saying like, wow, they aren't arguing like like they did the week before whenever Mm -hmm. they came to camp. Mm -hmm. They have a greater sense of joy and purpose and passion about them. Yeah. Since, you know, before whenever they were going to camp, you know, and yes. this, this person had no passion to get up and go to church. They went to camp and now they have a passion to get up and they're wanting to go and they're yeah. wanting to be a part and all of this stuff because of spiritual health, yeah. because they were spiritually fed as yes. well. And there was not this um, weakness about their spirit, but there was a strength. There was an yeah. encouragement because of those around them and they built them up. Yep. And it was like, Yes, I have spiritual health. Yeah. Now, the goal in that for every person is not just to rely on external things to help the spiritual health, but that we would begin to teach people, here's how you spiritually feed yourself. Here's how you spiritually maintain. And that is how there is, when when the spiritual health is being fed, well, now your physical health and your emotional health and your mental health are all building up together right? yeah because at camp you didn't go to deal with emotional health issues and no. psychological health issues Mm-mm. and behavioral health issues Mm-mm. you went to deal with spiritual health issues True. so good. and that was that was yeah. on the table every day yep and and those they made the decisions yep. they that became important to them and god worked yeah and because they they listened and took steps with their spiritual health it impacted their psychological, mental, emotional, and behavioral health. So good. Yep. It's, it's a constant throughout Scripture. Yep. So um, also in the New Testament, we find that this is really the goal of faith is to draw this seamless connection between the spiritual, the psychological, and the physical yeah. to remove what we may have established as compartments uh, to remove even what you find the Pharisees doing with a very compartmentalized, I do my religious things, but they don't touch my you know, mental behavioral health, and Jesus calls them out for that. The New Testament says that here's the goal of faith is then to make sure that these become one now. I'm living with health spiritually, psychologically, uh, behaviorally. So you find passages like 1 Corinthians 6.20. For you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body hmm. and in your spirit, which are God's. Yeah, There's the line. He's connecting it again. So now, because of this, mm-hmm. this transformation that's happened in you spiritually, yeah. now seek for this to be lived out. Yeah, at your core and externally. Yeah, all yeah. the way through. Yeah. From from your spirit to your mind to your emotions to your behavior, all the way out into your body. Yeah. Glorify God in that. No compartmentalization. Yep. Yeah. You also find that in Romans 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God. So present yourself as one who's been redeemed because you have been. Present yourself acceptable to God. Present yourself. You've been given the gift of holiness. Now present your body willing to do whatever God says. Mm-hmm. That's that's complete wholeness and health right yep. there. 
This is spiritual health. This is mental health. This is emotional health. This is behavioral health. Yep. And it leads to, actually, in many cases, physical health. Physical health. Yep. It shows up. Sure so um, we see this even when Jesus is talking about the greatest commandment. Jesus is going to say, here's what the whole of the law was all about. You can take all the laws and sum them up in this, and he's going to draw the line here again for us. In Mark 12, it says, Jesus, Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. He, Jesus puts it all together. Here's, the, here's your spiritual health. Here's your mental yep. health. Here's your emotional health. Yep. Here's your behavioral health. Yep. And if you want to, if you want to experience health in the fullness of those, then love the Lord your God yep. from the core of your being, from what He's yep. done for you, because of what He's done. Yep. And as a result, you will experience that and make that your goal yep. to full health in each of those areas, starting with your spirit, starting with the core of who you are. It just it seems obvious throughout Scripture that this yeah. is this is God's plan. This is the plan to life. So um, when you when you know this, when you begin to believe this, which this is an act of our spirit choice to believe, I believe these truths. It begins to have this impact. Uh, yeah. We we've seen it over and over again. We've experienced this in our own personal lives. Mm-hmm. You there is there is a psychological and physical benefit when you know you are forgiven of all your sins and the guilt and shame can be gone. Because when you're when you're walking in shame and guilt and pressure, there is a there's a psychological component to that. There's a weight, yep. there's a heaviness, um, there's a tension, there's a fear, yep. and that produces stress yep. that everyone would agree yep. and that has a physical component to stress. Yep. And you will wear your body down. You will. If your cortisol levels stay yeah, high. That's right. If your stress levels stay high. I mean, yeah. This is not new research. No. And stress can be from just external circumstances. Yep. But stress also comes from internal circumstances yes. where I have no peace with God, where yes. I carry weight of my past and my shame and my guilt and a pressure to have to perform but when you know I've been forgiven, there can be less stress. So when you know you have peace with God through Christ, there can be and will be psychological benefit and physical benefit. When you know all, all of a sudden, all right, the wall is down. I can approach God because he has forgiven my sin. I can come boldly to the throne of grace. I can take a deep breath and know I belong to him. Yep. Shoot, that's psychological benefit. Yep. There's physical benefit to that. Yep. When you know you are loved so greatly that the God of all eternity moved heaven for you, that has an impact. Yep. When you know you're loved, there is a definite psychological impact. Yes. We know this from yep. uh, seeing children who grow up in homes where there is a vast amount of healthy love. Yep. They they function mentally, emotionally, behaviorally different yes. than a child who co- grows up in a home where there is 
strife and fighting mm-hmm. and abuse, there is yeah. a definite correlation yes. between your spiritual identity, knowing who you are, knowing you are loved by God, and those who don't know that. Mm-hmm. And so this is where there is psychological and then physical benefit to this. Knowing you have eternal worth because you were created. Yes, I've talked to many people who, one, one man in particular I'm thinking about, who said, I was always told I was an accident. And that produced in him anxiety and tension and frustration. But when he learned that God had a purpose for him in spite of what he had been told, that he had not been born an accident, but he had been born at a design given by God, it produced peace within him and purpose within him. Um, when When you understand that God has a grand plan for you, that he is... Uh, working to fully transform you, fill you, conform you to the image of his son, and shape you to be used by him. When you understand those and you believe those things, that has a transformative impact on your life, yeah. on how you think, how it you does. feel. When you know that he's moved heaven and he's arranging the events of life for your good, yeah. that yeah. transforms yeah. you. Exactly. And again, even just to have confidence, all of those things, they produce a confidence in you. Whenever you have confidence, you just look mm-hmm. at life differently. You operate differently. Yeah. And you are able to function at a level of lower stress. Yes. You're able to function at a level of, of more sound mind. Yes. You're able to function at a level that is easier to relate to one another. Yeah, it's true. <clears throat> it's true. So uh, let's close today by looking at um, a negative example of all of this. Uh, someone... <laughs> who did not have good mental, emotional, behavioral health because they neglected their spiritual health. Yeah, It's a character that anybody who's been in and around the Bible knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, the man is David. Uh, the New Testament describes him as a man after God's own heart. Uh, the Old Testament describes his life, many, many of the events of his life, and he had many victories, Sadly, he's often recognized for one of his greatest failures, a time when he committed immorality, and then he had a man murdered um, with uh, the woman he committed immorality with. It was her husband. And then he lied about what he did and tried to cover up what he did. And so in the midst of all of his guilt, in the midst of all of this rejection of spiritual health, (laughs) when he's refusing to be spiritually whole and healthy, it is causing everything about him to crater. His relationships are cratering. His mental health is cratering. His emotional health is cratering. His behavioral health is cratering because he is rejecting his spiritual health. And so what we have in Scripture is what he wrote at that time. He sat down and recorded what that experience was like when he was tanking badly. In Psalm 32, verses 1 through 5, David writes and tells us what that moment was like. And he says, this is writing from the other side of it, uh, when he has finally recognized the need for spiritual health. He writes and he says, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, 
In other words, man, there is blessings on your whole life when you understand you are spiritually forgiven. Yep. Spiritual health leads to whole life health. Whose sin is covered, just like that of Adam and Eve. Yep. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute or account iniquity and in whose spirit there is no deceit. In other words, this man is ready to drop the mask. This man is ready to drop the walls and be completely vulnerable, open, and say, God, I am a wreck behaviorally, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And he is vulnerable. There's no deceit, nothing hidden. Then David says, here's what it was like when I wasn't that. He said, when I kept silent, when I kept the wall up, when I kept the wall between my spirit and my psychological and physical, he said, when I kept silent, my bones, they grew old through my groaning all the day long. He says, there was a physical result from my spiritual lack of health. I was in spiritual dis-ease and he said, it was like I had a physical dis-ease. He said, my bones, they ached all day long. I had pain. And that's an interesting component. Yeah. Stress, guilt, the weight, spiritually causing a physical component. He said, for day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. A very physical description, heavy. He felt, I felt a heaviness upon me. And he's describing this physical, emotional um, experience he had because he would not deal with the spiritual. He said, my vitality, my, in other words, my uh, strength, strength, passion, mm-hmm. zeal, joy, reason to get up in the morning, it was turned into the drought of summer. Mm-hmm. He said, I, it was like I was dried up. I was weary, and I didn't, I didn't feel like doing anything. Again, a very physical description of his physical, emotional, rational health, behavioral health, because he neglected his spiritual health. Finally, David says, I acknowledge my sin to you in my iniquity. I've not hidden. In other words, he said, I'm going to deal with the spiritual. Yeah. I'm going to camp on this deal. <laughs> I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to approach God and deal with the spiritual because my mental emotional and behavioral and physical health are a wreck. wreck. Mm -hmm. He said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And here's the result. He says, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. And David was restored. David was restored to Mm. physical health. David was restored to behavioral health. Mm. David was restored to emotional health. David was restored to mental health Mm -hmm. because he was willing to deal with his spiritual health issue. So these are just some glimpses through the Bible. We're just kind of hitting the highlights, I think, of so yeah. many more stories that drive home this point. If you want to be free in all of the areas of your life, then you have to go back and deal with the spiritual. Yeah. Return to the Lord, meet him, and then what Jesus said becomes true. He who is free be free indeed yeah so good there's more coming there's more ahead there's some stories that we'll um we'll tell here on the podcast soon some interviews with some people um, stories with our church check out our um our other uh, 
YouTube videos online of messages from our church and stories that are happening there of people who are, who are experiencing freedom in every area of life because they were willing to go there spiritually first. And as they deal with the spiritual, they're finding health in every, every other area of their life. So, so good. All right. Thanks a lot for joining us today. Yeah. It's our prayer you would know that kind of health as well. And uh, we believe it's, it is ours in Jesus Christ. So come join us at Vertical Church Little Bill to find out more about it because we're, we're busy about lifting them up and living them out.